0: WFN and KWFNH one San Diego It's time to take a trip around San Diego high schools and get the inside track on what's happening with their football programs It's the High School Football Show with John Quintera, Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984 Now huddle up Here's the coach, John Quintera, on 97.3 The Fan Well, as we get into hour number two, uh, thanks again to John Maffey from the Union Tribune uh, joining us, taking a look at the Palomar uh, 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 Valley League and... uh Avocado League uh, and uh, some great matchups uh, tomorrow night. and There are going to be some great matchups uh, coming up here in the uh, out in the East County tomorrow night. We're going to get to those momentarily again. Uh, we're going to 11 o'clock tonight, coming up a little bit later in this hour. Braden Suprenant will be in with our last uh, regular season uh, girls volleyball top ten. The playoffs have already gotten underway. The open division will get underway on uh, Saturday. Braden will have all that for you. We're going to take a look at the top ten, and we'll take a look at some of the other big games tomorrow night. In the final regular season, Friday night, and we'll also duck in some phone calls as well. But right now, we're going to be joined, and uh, very happy to have this gentleman on the program. His name is Dave Dickens. He, along with uh, Ramon Scott, uh, do a marvelous job out in the East County. And if you haven't checked out their website, I would certainly encourage that. Uh, if you want to know what's going on out in the East County, go to eastcountysports.com. We're uh, joined by Dave Dickens on 97.3 The Fan. Dave, uh, welcome. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm
0: doing great, John. How about yourself? Oh, doing uh, wonderful, and uh, you and Ramon do a great job. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd like you to give uh, for the fans out there a little bit of a brief history uh, about East County Sports and, uh, you know, uh, talk about uh, your your dad, who unfortunately passed away this past uh, year, uh, uh, Bill Dickens, a guy that i would known for many, many years. And uh, uh, But uh, kind of give the history of EastCountySports.com and what you guys got going right now.
1: Yeah, sure, John. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it kind of evolved um, once the Daily Californian went out of print, and uh, that was unfortunate for the East County. As you know, uh, there were several times that you were even calling in yourself to get <laughs> some of those. In, and um, it, it's still available, actually. As a matter of fact, Troy Starr called me uh, two days ago and said, now how do I get the records for... Uh, years ago from the 1980s and 1970s and you got to get the microfiche from the library now but it, at any rate uh it went from the day of the california um officially 2001 a bunch of the writers uh got together uh wanda dickens my dad's wife and also uh, at the time nick pellegrino Ramon scott and uh a few others and uh yeah it was uh September of 2001, to be exact, kind of interesting that way. Um, And um, once my dad passed away, um, it was kind of a middle-of-the-night phone call from Ramon Scott, and he said, I can't do it without you, David. He said, this is a Dickens thing, and it has to remain a Dickens thing, or we can't do this. You know, John, my dad had been covering the East County Sports uh, exclusively for 47 years. And, um, I, I want to continue the tradition. Uh, we got a lot more going on though and planned for East County sports and especially the football, baseball, basketball, and the, uh, softball coverage. Um, we've really brought some enhancements and really modernized it from just being the typical, uh, articles, which that is still the backbone of the, uh, company, but, uh, we're, we're reaching out doing more personal interviews and, uh, You know, you were with us uh, doing our podcast over there at Granite Hills with Carl Danielson, which uh, I'm sure many people know out there throughout the county.
0: Uh, good stuff there. We're a visit with Dave Dickens from EastCountySports.com. Dave, let's take a look at some of the matchups tomorrow night in the Grossmont Hills League. Let's start with Granite Hills going to Valhalla. Granite Hills had a great day year. They're 8-1, and 3-1. and They took one on the chin to a good Helix ball club last Friday night. And I look at Valhalla right now. They're winless, 0-9 overall, 0-4 in league. What's going on with the Norsemen?
1: Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. Uh, over at Valhalla. they're they're kind of in a re- uh, rebuilding uh, mode right now. You know, they don't have those big playmakers like Foster behind center from years ago. Um, they don't have uh, Jerome Johnson, as you know, that started over at Rosemont College and then went on over to uh, uh, Saddleback. And uh, so they don't really have the big playmakers right now. And uh, apparently, they even canceled the JV team. So um it's unfortunate for a lot of those kids too because i think that there's still plenty of athletes that are on that campus they just you know you just need to ask them if they'd like to play ball as we had discussed earlier today um but i just they got a great running back this new guy baker that's coming out of the uh backfield and you know he uh he had a fantastic game against el cap but el cap was just too much for him i just they, they need some key playmakers right now. I, I just think they're really suffering. And as you know, losing Charles Bussie, too, that didn't help too much either. So I just think they're rebuilding, and hopefully uh, they get that program turned around.
0: It'll be interesting to see how Granite Hills comes out tomorrow night. They're obviously a big favorite in this ball game, but you know they got wore down last week by Helix, and uh, you know I kind of wonder what kind of week of practice uh, Coach uh, Cobb's had with uh, uh, the Eagles uh, because you know they they were fired up for that game. They were in that game the first half, and then Helix came out and just pretty much manhandled them in the second half. So it'll be interesting. Granite Hills uh, going down the road to play Valhalla, uh, and you know Granite Hills wants to get a good seed, uh, obviously in Division One, but. It'll be interesting to see how they come out and play tomorrow night, even though Valhalla is winless.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, as a matter of fact, when uh, we recorded our podcast out there on uh, Tuesday night, uh, the lights were still on when we got out of there at uh, 9.30 in the evening. So I think Coach Cobbs uh, isn't taking even the Norsemen, um too lightly, if you would. I think that uh, they're pretty upset at themselves and uh, that they got worn down, which they really shouldn't be because they had a fantastic season, you know, thus far. But, you know, they met their match with that defensive or that offensive line, rather, and that big boy, uh, Bato Noah, coming up the middle. I mean, he's just uh, fantastic. He runs low to the ground. He's a big, strong fella. And he just never runs out of energy. I mean, he's just really strong, and then you got that big line to help him out. So, but on the other side, I think Granite Hills is going to get back to what's been working for them. Uh, Chris Ostring behind center, he's been pretty accurate all season long, and uh, he's got some pretty good receivers in James Johnson and uh, Sutterberg, and uh, they also have Alba as one of their main featured backs. So, they got a pretty good balance and not to mention their defense with uh, big guys like Keith Bishop so I think Granite Hills is going to be fine and I think they are going to get a good seed and uh, I think I think they'll be around at the end in the playoffs
0: You know, two uh, coaches that have had a pretty good run at their schools, and that's Ron Berner at El Capitan and Tom Carlo at Grossmont. Both those guys going through a very difficult year right now. Uh, Coach Berner, three and six, one and three in league play. Grossmont, two and seven, one and three in league play. Uh, They're going to go at it tomorrow night at uh, Grossmont. Uh, One of those teams has to win, but both those coaches got to be pulling their hair out. It's been a tough year for both of them.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I've been out to Grossmont a couple of times, and uh, this last game, I'll tell you what, I think that's exactly what Tommy was uh, doing on the other side. Tommy Carlo, I was talking to Coach Longerbone, and he said uh, from Steel Cannon, he said, I'll tell you what, the one thing I love about Tommy, though, even when his squad is down, he is a 100% intense individual. I don't know if you've had the chance to uh, see him on the field, John, but (laughs) (laughs) He really gets into it. He even ends up sometimes in the middle of the field by the time the game's over with. Um, but, they, you know, I think that it's just a lot of injuries. And, uh, you know, talking with Coach Carlo, he just said, you know, losing three or four uh, offensive linemen that he that he started with and then losing three defensive linemen. Uh, they lost their uh, coming back, and he was fantastic, Robert Tucker. And so, they, you know, they really lost uh, a lot – it, it almost looked like a mash unit, you know, on the uh, sidelines these last couple of weeks. And they just continue to uh, eat that injury bug. And on the other side, with Coach Berners, guys, I think that uh, I'm going to definitely favor uh, El Cap. I think they got a great thing going just with uh, with Hauser being the uh, junior and getting real familiar with this offense. Now, he wasn't very healthy last year, so he wasn't able to play. So much uh, sophomore year, but, you know, I think he's an underrated, underappreciated quarterback and uh, his lead receiver as well in at Yokely.
0: Dave Dickens from EastCountySports.com, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Well, the the marquee matchup tomorrow night. You got Steel Canyon seven and two, uh, kind of flown under the radar in league. They're three and one because Granite Hills was undefeated and Helix was undefeated. Helix is still undefeated, but they're going to Helix tomorrow night. Helix six and three, four and zero. Oh, uh, and Coach uh, Longerbone, as you mentioned, uh, you know, here's a guy that won a state title a year ago, and, and people, I don't want to say they wrote him off, but they were kind of laying in the weeds and they got a chance to get a piece of that title tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, they sure do, John. Um I had a a great conversation with Coach Longerbone about that too, and he, he uh you know he's real good friends with uh Kellen Cobbs over there at Granite Hills. You know, it's a real tight bunch down here in the East County. Um but you know uh Scott says really what they need to do is it comes down to you gotta have the horses to uh be able to withstand that line and uh know a run it because that's exactly what they're going to do um and then you know we talked too much about the offense but how about Shawcroft? i mean he's been fantastic that linebacker has been in every play made most of the tackles for the highlanders and you know you look at him you don't see those big arms and those big legs but he's a real strong kid and he's i'll tell you what he's one of the smartest kids i've ever had on the show too and uh Turned away a lot of Ivy League uh, possibilities for his education and uh, still leaning towards San Diego State. Uh, Wanted to share something to you real quick, though, about Longerbone that uh, we found out recently. You know, he came down here in 1993 from Santa Barbara, and he was looking for a coaching job, and he he had three spots that he was looking to stop at, and uh, it was Helix, Morse, and then he was also looking to go to Point Loma, and uh, once he sat down with Jim Arnides for just a short period of time, uh, boy, he, he said, "This is the place. This guy knows so much football, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around here." So, um, with that being said, uh, he decided to skip seeing old Benny Higgins and uh, John Shackett, but I'll, Shacklett, but But I'll tell you what, Shacklett still he has some grandkids that go to Steel, and uh, he's still asking him, hey coach,
0: uh, there's always a spot where you have more. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. A great story. Hey, let's take a look uh, at the Grossmont Valley League tomorrow night. I, I talked with John Maffey earlier about the Mount Miguel Del Norte matchup and we were talking about Troy Starr. Uh, even though they're they're sitting right now at 3-6 and six, and they've already finished league play at 2-2, two and two, uh, how do you assess Troy Starr's first year at Mount Miguel? You know what, I think
1: he's He's done a fantastic job with the, number one, with just the amount of kids that he's got there. You know, he's got a pretty small team. And, you know, Elkhorn Valley and uh, Mount McGill have always struggled with those numbers. But just, just some quick numbers on that. I mean, right now, they're uh, this is in Mount McGill history. Mount McGill opened in 1957, and uh, this J.D. Uh, Lafertier he has already passed for 2,607 yards, which um, the one that was even closer was back in 2007. It was Aaron Bryant, and he passed for uh, 21-37, and that was a single-game school record for 270 yards in the CIF quarterfinals. And just so you know, J.D. smashed that mark in his third game with 362 yards against Valhalla. So, I mean... Just with the the kid, J.D., and uh, they're starting to surround him with some key receivers. Uh, Eric Graham's a senior. He's going to be leaving, but he's been pretty – he had nine catches uh, in the game against Santana. Uh, So, they don't have too much of a running game, but this is one of those kids, John. He's not the typical quarterback at high school where he's going to get out of – he's going to run out of the pocket. He sits in there, and he stands tough, and he's a pretty thick guy, too. So, he uh, just – takes a couple of steps, or steps to the right or the left, and he finds his receivers, and he's got a rocket arm. And I think that Troy's going to build around him, and they should in two years. They should be in a CIF championship for sure.
0: Hey, Dave, uh, Santana, El Cajon Valley going at it tomorrow night. Uh, El Cajon uh, Valley uh, winless on the year, 0-9, Santana 4-5. and They're winless in uh, league uh, right now uh, at 0-3. Uh, Talk a little bit about El Cajon Valley. How are they going to get this thing turned around?
1: You know, I've been talking to uh, Coach Osborne every night, and uh, you know, he just—it's—he's trying to change the culture of how El Cajon Valley is viewed and the way that everything starts at home. And they're being held accountable even from home. Uh, they're talking with their parents, with their teachers. They're all in this little circle now. So everybody's being held accountable for life, really. And what's happening now is that program, they're not looking at the scoreboard any longer. They're working on the fundamentals of football, from what Coach Osborne said, and really learning just how to eliminate mistakes. Not look at the scoreboard, but eliminate mistakes. And with correcting those mistakes, you're going to have success. And I'll tell you what, I've seen them play out there. I caught I two games this season, even against Mount Miguel, and I'll tell you what, in uh, Clarence Johnson, he's one of their uh, receivers and DBs. He's a very fast kid, real smart kid, got great vision, and he's got a great pair of hands. in this Atlantis, they have uh, behind center, too. I, I think he's been great, too. And you know what? They play to the end. They play when they're zero on the, till they're zero, zero on the clock. They're just fantastic attitude considering their record.
0: Well, we're visiting with Dave Dickens from EastCountySports.com. Well, the marquee matchup tomorrow night in the Grossmont Valley League: West Hills, sitting at eight and one, three and zero in league play, going against Bonavista, eight and one, three and zero in league play. And I guess the big question going into that game: How's West Hills going to slow down Jermon McClendon? You know, and that's
1: the exact question. And uh, I got to tell you, though. West Hills, I was just looking at some numbers uh, beforehand. You know, at the Grossmont Conference, they've only allowed 92 points the whole season, or the whole regular season thus far, okay? So they've actually allowed least amount of all of the teams in the conference, and, they have scored, and they've scored 238 points. And on the other side, of course, uh, Monta is almost into 400 points. They're averaging about 35 games. 35 points a game but I think the key from uh, what Casey Ash was saying too is uh, they're going to stack that box which we expect them to do and uh, put their biggest guys up there and hopefully they can wear him down
0: Well it'll be uh, an interesting battle boy Jamal McClendon you know, not only has he had a big year this year he's had a great career at Monta Vista I mean the numbers he's put up are just like off the chart
1: yeah, you, you know, the the biggest quote I got from uh from uh, coach Hamamoto is he he says it all the time too. He says, you know, he's a man ab- among boys and he has been probably since he was a sophomore over there. I mean, right now he's uh what? He's got 300 plus carries just this year for uh almost 2100 yards and 34 touchdowns. So, you definitely know he's going to get the ball, but I mean, he's averaging 40 carries a game, and he's still getting up and walking away, and it looks like he's not even losing a step.
0: Well, when I look at him on tape, it looks like nobody wants to even try to tackle that guy.
1: No, and and that's absolutely true. But, you know, we don't give some of the credit, to, and uh, he always does. Every time you talk to that kid, he said, without my line, I wouldn't have the success that I have in – one of those that he gives credit to quite often is uh, Christian De La Cruz. Uh, he's a six-four senior, uh, three hundred and fifty pounds. He's uh, one of the best run blockers he's ever seen, and and you know he really is. And he's coming off a uh, a big, uh, I think it was a ACL injury, and uh, from last season. And he's really stepped out of that. And then let's not forget about. On the other side of the ball, we always think about McClendon, but the Schmidt brothers, Logan and Blake, you got Blake that's uh, going to Montana State after he's done with the season. And uh, so far in this season, those brothers got a combined 22 sacks, huh. and uh, the older brother, Blake, has got 12.
0: Now they're getting the job done, no question about it. That ought to be a heck of a ball game. You going to be at that one tomorrow night?
1: You know what, Coach? I'm going to try and do a half and a half because I hate huh. to see uh, that that three way tie i don 't know how they 're going to work that, but uh it 's quite possible if Steele wins that one there's going to be uh, three of them holding the banner, but it 's really hard to get out of this one uh, i I think it's going to be fantastic, and let 's not forget about Jordan Young over uh behind center for West hills too he 's really been a uh, story within himself too.